Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Uh, one of our main scriptures, our main scripture tonight that we want to deal with uh, will come from Proverbs chapter three. It is a very familiar uh, passage, a very familiar scripture, and we want to share it with you uh, on uh, this evening and tonight. Proverbs chapter three, and uh, we're going to read uh, a couple of verses leading down to our main verse. We're going to do that leading down to our main verse. And so I want to uh, make sure that we uh, get that. Proverbs chapter three, let's, um, let's, let's, let's go and uh, read the verse number one. Let's start there. My son, forget not the law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about the neck, about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Notice what he says, verse number five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, he says, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Uh, he's going to direct you. He's going to lead you. And so he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. I want to talk to you tonight from the subject and talk to you and teach tonight. Trust God's plans for your life. Trust God's plans for your life. I want us to understand that uh, this is a day that we must if we ever going to trust God, we have to trust him now. And, and the reason we have to trust God, when he says, trust in the Lord, lean not to thine own understanding. The reason we really got to trust God is because we're living in a day that it's almost impossible to trust uh, the words, too many words that come from uh, the politicians, that come even sometimes from the church, that even come from people around us. And we have to admit today, if most of us will admit, we're living in a day uh, that, that there's a lot of distrust in the land, in the world. There's a lot of distrust from the political office all the way down to the church and even sometimes in the homes. There's a lot of distrust. And so what we have to do is make sure that the climate of today, which has the distrust will not feed over into our relationship with God and our trusting God. We have to understand that some things are so easy to, things are so easy to filter over into where they shouldn't filter over into, where they shouldn't uh, spill over into. And that is our trust for God, our love for God. We should never let things that are happening in the world affect how we deal with God in a certain way in relationship. And so we have a, a, the climate of today is distrust. That's why there's so much fighting when it comes down to uh, in the political arena. Everyone, no one trusts the word of anybody. When it's sometimes even when it comes to the church, no one trusts the words. Everyone always has their suspicions about something and about the motives of people and what they're doing. And so no one really trusts anybody. And if we admit it tonight, and I'm not, I'm not asking you to confess, but if we admit it tonight, many of us at times in our lives have had trust issues where we trust or we did not trust either people or we did not trust, uh, as I like to say, people, places or things 
we did not trust things. And when we had that trust where we didn't trust things, we either were suspicious or we moved cautiously or we did not do certain things because we had that particular thing dealing with trust issues. And a lot of people today still have trust issues. They just don't trust a lot of stuff. You, you find people that are living in somewhat of a world where they just don't trust anything. They don't trust anybody. They just sort of like, you know, they, they're there and they don't trust. And so you've got that, that trust thing going on. And it doesn't make it any better when we start seeing things. And then if someone says they're going to do something, then they don't do it. Or if, if, if you put your trust and confidence in something, and the Bible tells us not to put it, our trust and confidence in man like that. But when we put our trust and confidence in and we are disappointed or the trust is broken, then we've got an issue. So the first thing we need to establish is we cannot, and I say this again, allow our trust issues to spill over into our relationship with God. That's important. We, we can't let it spill over because it, it is easy to spill over into our relationship with God, into how we feel about the things of God. We will stop trusting what he says. We'll stop trusting what, uh, if someone says, thus said the Lord, we'll be like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear another, thus said nothing. And so we, we start having those trust issues. And uh, in some cases, we have it, it's it's a natural thing, but I don't want us to let it spill over into our trust with God. So He says to us, "What I need you to do is, first of all, I need you to start looking at this." He begins to talk to him in Proverbs chapter three, and he talks to him about keeping uh, his commandments. Then he talks to him and talked about the length of his days and long life and peace shall be added to you. Now that could be a whole different Bible study. Verse uh, number two could be a whole Bible study by itself because he talks about if you would do these things, you'll keep the length of days and you'll have long life. And then he puts in that, that, that word that's very important and you shall have peace shall be added to thee. And I want you to know if anything that we need, we need the peace of God. So he says, if you do these things, he said, you'll find that you'll get favor with God. You have favor and good understanding, he says, in the sight of God and man. He says, if you do these things, you'll find favor and you'll find good understanding in the sight. Notice he didn't just say man. He said, in the sight of God and man. He said, you're going to find favor. Uh, you have favor with me, good understanding with me. But if you do these things, not only will you have it with me, you'll have good understanding and you have favor also with man. And so you, you start understanding that if we trust God and obey God and uh, do those things, he's going to give us favor, not only with him, but favor with man. And sometimes the man that he gives you favor with or people that he gives you favor with, they don't quite understand why they gravitate to you. They don't quite understand why they want to do stuff for you. But if you could tell them, uh, because some of everyone's not saved, they gravitate to you about certain things. They want to do things, but it is the favor of God that has been released upon your life that causes you uh, and people to want to do things for you because it is the favor of God. So then he goes on, he says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And I need you to lean not to thine own understanding. I need you to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thine own understanding. And in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. In other words, what God is really saying to us is I need you to trust my plan for your life. I've got a plan. I've got something for your life. And uh, I am the architect. I'm the one that put it together. And every now and then I give you a, uh, I, I allow you to look at the blueprint. I allow you to look at what I've got for you, but I don't always tell you everything at one time. 
you don't know because every now and then I may switch some up or change something. But basically, I've given you this blueprint. I've given you the thing that you uh, need. And so he says, understand this, that you've got to trust my plans. Now, let me ask you a question because uh, I asked this question Sunday, and I want to ask it to those of you that are in uh, this Bible study tonight. And that is, uh, when you start thinking about God's plan for your life, or you start thinking about life itself, because many of us, where we've got a hiccup in life, or where we've got somewhat of a hindrance or a hold up, or a, uh, a thing that's sort of holding us back, is we are wondering sometimes, what God, what is your plan? Even though you've shared some things, and you've kept sharing things, and I know what your plan is, but now I'm sort of like stuck. We've come through this pandemic and look like things shifted. So what is your real plans? What do you have for me? And sometimes because God does not always answer us like when he did Sarah and Abraham, when Sarah went in and got Hagar said, I'm going to send her into Abram because uh, I, I, you know, I know God said we're going to have children, but he's taking too long. And I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it at this age. So I'm going to help God out. And so when we start thinking that way and start thinking about that, the question I must pose to you tonight is this, and that is, what plans do you and I have that are better than the plan of God for our lives? What plans do you and I have that are better than the plans of God for our lives? Think about that. I mean, just really give that a little thought, because a lot of times, um, you know, we are, we make a lot of plans and then if they fall through and they don't come to fruition and, and they don't uh, manifest, we get upset with, with, first thing we do is we, we blame, uh, we, we, we always got a scapegoat. Y'all know we, we always got a scapegoat. That's the devil. It's like the old Flip Wilson thing. Uh, that when he played Geraldine, the devil made me do it. And so we always got an excuse. And that is our scapegoat is, uh, you know, it's the devil hindering me, the devil blocking me. And the devil just didn't want God to do it. So that's that's the first thing. Then if it don't work, we get upset with God or we get upset with the church or we get upset. We find somebody to get upset with for the plans we made. Hmm. All right. I'm going to say that again. I said, we find somebody to get upset uh, with for the plans we made, not the plans uh, necessarily that God put us, but the plans we made, we find somebody to get upset. But the only person sometimes that we're not upset with is ourselves. We don't get upset with ourselves quick. We don't, we don't, mm -mm. we ain't upset with ourselves, but we, we will get upset with other people and, and blame everybody for what didn't come through. But the question I pose again is what plans do you have that are better than the ones that God has? No, there's no plans any of us can put together that, uh, together that is better than the plans that God already has for us. We don't, we don't have, we, I mean, I'm going to say this. I don't want to offend anybody, but we, we just not that smart. And he lets us know we're not that smart. Your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Uh, he says we, we, we're separate. Amen. We, we just, it's a distance between all that. And the only way you know what my plans are or what needs or what's going to happen is I share it with you. You can never outsmart God. All right, I'm going I'm to say that again. You can never outsmart God. God. I don't care. I don't care if you got degrees on your wall. I don't care if you've been to the best schools or the best what. You can never outsmart God. You, you'll never be able to outthink him. You'll never be able to put such a great plan in place that it it you know it won't work or, or you, it'll work better than God's plan. You'll be like the Titanic. They said it was an unsinkable ship. Uh, the, the man that built it uh, from my understanding, his words was even God couldn't sink it. <laughs> God, God can't even sink this. 
Well, we all know what happened with that and um, lives that were lost. But we have to understand that again, <clears throat> excuse me, we got to understand again that our plans, we, we got a lot. And let's admit it tonight. All of us have had put a lot of plans together and some of them just did not work. And sometimes we put plans together that went over what we already knew God's plans was. He had already given us somewhat of a, a insight into what he was going to do and how he was going to do stuff. And we tried our best to go around it because what our problem was is, <clears throat> and our problem is, is what our problem was and what our problem is, is that God seemingly takes too long on what he's doing. And the plans for our life. It's like building building a house. If there's a delay in building a house or a building, the person that, that's buying the house won't know what's taking y'all so long. Why y'all not out here working? Well, it's a lot of things can delay it. Bad weather or whatever can delay it. But my point is, sometimes we don't like God's timing. He takes too long. And I'll admit that tonight. I, I have a problem sometimes with the timing of God. Look like he just... He's just taking his own sweet time. And I'm trying to figure out, Lord, what, what's taking you so long? I mean, you know, because sometimes he just takes his time. So tonight, we've got to, we've got to figure that out. What plans do I have that are better than God? And sometimes we try to make our plans God's plans. Y'all going to talk to me tonight. Sometimes we try to make God's plans our plans. And that's where we that's where we all feel in a certain kind of way. Cause we we do in prayer, sometimes what we really doing, we're not praying. We're really telling God what we want. And we're telling God our plans and hoping He will sign off on it. No, I can't get nobody to help me with this. <clears throat> sometimes we we praying, Lord, and I, they told me uh, that they were going to offer me that job. And, and they told me that they were going to uh, bless me. Uh, somebody said they're going to give me that car and I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. And God, I need you to let everything work out. And I need you to do. And when we're praying, we're praying, actually, actually telling God what we want him to do without asking him, God, what are your plans? What is your pleasure? What is your will in this? <laughs> and sometimes we, we don't even take time to wait and see what he wants done. We already jumped. And then when things fall through, then we upset. I don't understand. There's nothing really to understand. You got to go back and say, I did that. I, I made that choice. I was the one that did that. So I, I put my plans tried to make God sign off. You know, when, when you do, when they're doing work and stuff, they have to have people to sign off on the work. And sometimes we want God to sign off on our plans. That's why we, uh, I'm going to say this. That's why we chasing prophecies and, and chasing stuff. Cause we want somebody that if I go to church and I know what I want, at least let somebody, God, if, if it's really you say something, and we want somebody to say something that can sort of justify our plans over the Lord's plans. And sometimes it just don't, it don't happen. And so we keep chasing until we get what we want to hear. And so we understand that our plans are not better. And I'm going to say that our plans are not better than God's plans. Are y'all listening at me? Our plans are not better than God's plans. He, he, he's, matter of fact, I'm going to show you how, how God's plans are better than ours, how his plans trump ours, how his plans uh, go over ours. Let me, let me look at this and I'm going to, I'm going to, let's, let's look at, uh, let's look at Jeremiah chapter one, because I want you to see this that our plans, our plans, our plans uh, don't go. God already know our plan. He already know what he's got planned for us. It's like those 
Uh, I hate to put this comparison, but it's like those old, uh, it, it, and I guess they still do it in some places, where people get married and uh, the, the, the husband is already picked for the wife or the wife is already picked for the husband at a young age. And, and they say, well, this is who you're going to marry. Many times that they don't do it and they go and marry somebody else that they fall in love with or whatever. But what I'm saying is God already has a plan for our lives. And he's been sharing it with us all the time. It's just sometimes we don't we don't like that one because we're looking at others' plans and we're looking at others' lives and we want our life to sort of mimic or match someone else's life. We want to we want to match. We want to be almost in the same place they are and doing what they're doing. And that may not be God's plan for your life. And that's why you got to trust his plan. He he knows really what he's doing. Notice Jeremiah chapter one. Let's look at it in verse number five. Uh, well, let's look at verse number four because we need it. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying before. That's, that's the key word. Before. That's a powerful word in this verse five. Before I formed thee in the belly. Before you were even conceived, before I formed thee in the belly, before uh, your mother and father got together. Yeah, before. Before I formed thee in the belly, before your mother and father got together, he said, I knew thee. I already knew who you were before you got. I have known you before you were in existence. Because before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou cameth forth out of the womb, while you were yet in the womb, while you were yet being developed, while you were wet, yet being shaped, while the nine-month period was going on, it was just not a nine-month period, but there was something that was taking place in the belly, in the womb, while you were in there. He said, before you came out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Listen at this. And I, I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He said, all this took place before you were conceived, before you were born, before you came out the womb, before you got here. I'd already sanctified thee and I'd already ordained thee I, 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 and made you a prophet to the nations. So watch this. I, I want somebody to get this because this is going to be powerful. He said, I ordained thee. Now, I know in our denomination, they have ordinations of, of preachers and different ones. And in other uh, things, they have ordinations and stuff like that. I, 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 I got it. And they have consecrations of, 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 of bishops, auxiliary bishops, uh, superintendents or whatever. I, I, and I got all that and, and all the stuff that goes with it. And that's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing to see. But now, don't let me interrupt you tonight when I tell you this. That God said to Jeremiah, he said, before you came out, I had already sanctified thee. And before anybody could ordain thee, lay hands on you, consecrate you, or do anything, I had already made you a prophet unto the nations. I had already called you and your calling was already established before you got here. That's why we got to trust God's plans. Because some of us, uh, and I'm going to say this, some of us are walking in offices that we don't have titles for. I'm going to run that by you one more time. I said some of us, and I did say us, are walking in offices that we don't have titles connected to. But we've been ordained by God and called of God before we came out the womb. He had already ordained us to do what we're doing. All of the other stuff is good and we should do it. Don't get me wrong. But don't ever let yourself be hindered when it comes to God's plan because someone don't do that. It never trumps what God has called you to do. All right. So that's why you got to You got to 
You got to understand the plan of God for your life. You got to know God's plan for your life. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Now, not only does he know us, but God knows us in a way that, you know, people have you thinking that, and let me, uh, let, let me put this in a way that I don't want to be, uh, well, I'm, I'm not worried about being a, uh, offensive to you. I want to help you, but I, I, I want I want you to understand that we talk about the plans of God for our lives. We talk about what God's going to do for us. And what I really need you to get is that people, even in church, will have you thinking, uh, for some reason, church has painted a picture, even to the world, that God is angry all the time. You know, when I when I listen at people, if I if I listen at certain people, I think God is mad every day he get up. If there's certain things he's getting up, we know he never slumbers or sleep. But if, if he if he was like getting up, <clears throat> then God, every day God's angry. Every day God's mad at somebody. He's mad at everything. If if we go along with, with how people put it. We, you know, God, God is angry. When we woke up this morning, he's angry. Even if you, when you got through praying, God was still angry with you. When you got through fasting, he was still angry. <laughs> Came off 21 day fast, he was still angry. Went to church and, and surrendered your life even more. Got home Sunday, he's still angry. It's like we painted that picture and, and we have so much painted that picture that even those of us in church we have that mentality that we can never really please God. And we've got that mentality that God is so angry with us. God is so mad with us. God is so upset with us that it's in the back of our mind. And we sort of go through life with, with that going on. We go through life thinking, oh, God's angry. God's, ugh. God's mad. But I want to tell you something. God's got thoughts toward you that you don't even know he's got. And, and he explains to us in the scripture his plans for us. He explains to us in the scripture how he, he really thinks about us. Most of the time when you hear people saying, um, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Sometimes when you hear people saying different things about God's angry, this and that, sometimes people, they're not angry with, they, they don't even know what they're really saying. Sometimes they're angry with themselves. And folk that's angry with themselves always want people to join them so they can be angry with them. People are angry with themselves. They don't like themselves. They have low self-esteem. And God's always angry with somebody. That's, that's how we look at it. God's angry. God's angry with people. But now let's look at this in Jeremiah 29. I want, I want you to hear, get this tonight. Jeremiah chapter 29 and a very familiar verse. Let's go to verse number 11. And I want you to get this. Notice what this is what the Lord is saying through Jeremiah. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Listen at this carefully. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. This is God talking. It's not the preacher. It's not just anybody. It's the Lord talking. That makes a big difference when it's the Lord talking. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I, I'm... I'm 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 um uh, I, I'm 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 dealing with things. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil, and to give you an expected end. Now let me let me say this, and we'll read that again. A lot of times, uh, and, and I found this to be true. Sometimes we have to open ourselves up as ministers to really hear God when he's speaking to us concerning certain messages and various things. 
Because a lot of times what we do as ministers, we'll couple everybody in the same category of what the message we think that the Lord is giving us. Now watch this. And sometimes, and I'm, I'll do some on this later, sometimes the things that we, we are doing, we learn them from where we came from or whoever we sit up under. If you sit up on the person that every Sunday, all they preached about was uh, you going to hell, da 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 you're hell bound, even though you, you're saved, but you're still going to hell anyway. Most of the time, when you come out from under that, you, you will end up doing the same thing when you start a church. You'll think that that's, that's the thing to do every Sunday until the Lord changes your perception or change your mind. Now, you still have to you know, uh, preach messages sometimes that deal with that, but not every Sunday, because if, if I'm, if I'm coming to church every Sunday and I've been living holy all week and then I'm still going to hell, then what's the need of me living holy? If I'm going, if I'm still going to hell, I need to just quit because I ain't going to be able to win this one. <laughs> Are y'all listening at me? You ain't going to be able to win that one. No, you're not. And so some stuff is what we learned. We heard we heard people do it. We learned. And like I said to you a few weeks ago, there's some stuff. It, it's some stuff we don't wear. I talked about tradition. Uh, I think it was tradition. What I talked about? I can't forget. I know it was tra tradition and what was it? Somebody help me out. I can't think. <laughs> but I know what I talked about. Uh, tradition. And we talked about tradition and stuff. What we what we were really talking about was some stuff we learned, and we do it because we learned it. It's not because the Bible said don't do it. It's not because it's wrong. It's because of what was passed down to us. Yeah, it it was passed down to us, and when it was passed down to us, we just do it. And you can't find a scripture nowhere to justify it, but it was a tradition uh, that was passed down to us. And so we, we, we adopted it and we almost made it uh, God. And God said that I didn't. I think a lot of us going to be shocked when we get when we get to heaven to find out some of the stuff that was passed down to us wasn't even God. That's another thing for another day. <laughs> Because, you know, this this interrupts people's thinking when you go talking like this. And some people can't take it. But anyway, back to verse 11. If I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, they're thoughts of peace and not of evil. In other words, God's not looking to kill you every day. He's not looking to slap you every day. He's not looking to kick you every day. Let's get that in the open. Because people have... Uh, you know, you, you got it where you think God's trying to beat you up every day. God's not trying to beat you up every day. He's not trying to do it. Matter of fact, he told you what he felt about certain things. He said, with loving kindness, have I drawn you? That's what that with loving kindness, have I drawn you? His love draws us. And so he says, I've got... Uh, a not of evil, but I want to give you an expected end. So that's why we got to trust God's plans because God's got an expected end for us that we don't really see. He's got something that he's going to do in our lives it is an expected end. And once you find that out uh, and, and stop trying to mimic or match everyone else and we get out of this uh, competition mode uh, because a lot of times we're in that competition mode that we're trying our best to compete with people and be who they are. God never wanted us to be uh, who someone else is. He never wants us to, 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 to mimic and just be like the other person. And we do that a lot. We want to we wanna do what they do and stuff. And sometimes that's not even God's plan for our lives. That's what we desire. And, we, and I know God will give us our own heart desires, but there's a scripture that says, and God gave them their own desires. And sometimes he'll give you what you want and you find it's not working because the plan of God is better for us when he gives us his plan. And so I need you to get that. I need you to get this tonight, that 
he's got an expected end. God's plans are better. He's got an expected end. And then we've got to understand that's God's thoughts toward me. None of us are perfect, but God's not looking to do a lot of stuff that, that you know, people are saying. And let me throw this in while I'm saying this, because this is going to really sting, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm always amazed at people that God has delivered from something. Why you were saved, you, you were into some stuff and God delivered you and brought you out. And then he gave you a platform to talk about stuff or to preach. And now you want to make everyone feel that what, what, what happened to you is happening to them. It's not true. Some people ain't went down that road at all, but it's okay to be transparent and let them know you don't want to go that way, but don't try to put everybody in your category. Or what happened to you? Uh, if anything, that should teach you. If if it caught me, it should teach you to have compassion on somebody else and try your best to help them get out. Not for you to be dogmatic and act like I, you. All of a sudden, you just wonder, and 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 God's gonna get you. And well, He didn't get you. All right, it's quiet now. I, it's so quiet, I, I can't hear nobody. He didn't get you. No, he didn't. He didn't get me and get none of us. He loved us back to him. He, he did something when we felt like, God, I messed up. And we went to church. And we went to church, and I tell you, and looked like God fell on us in an unusual way. And it just broke you down. You like, oh my God. God, I'm so sorry. Why? Because you felt him. <laughs> you felt it. And so we, we, got to, we got to get back to understand. Stop being so, uh, you know, beating everybody else up. And, and, you know, thinking everybody's going down the same path you are. No, I went down the same. No, not necessarily. We just have to understand, and we got to do better than that. We got to stop beating everybody up and know where we came from. And, and as good as we think we are, know if it caught me, it can catch anybody. <laughs> and so I, I, I'll have no room to do anything but tell you and how to help you to get out and to, and to bring you some clarity and some strength so you can come out of that. We, we need to understand that. All right, let me hurry on. I'm, I've, I've been on here long enough. Let me quit. All right, here, here's, here's another scripture. Let's read it. And um, of course, trust in the Lord. We want to trust him with, uh, trust God's plan for our lives. I totally trust him with my plans. Now notice in Psalms 31, I want to read this. And then I'm going to pray and we're going to be done. Psalms 31. And let's look at verse 15. This is going to be something. And listen at this. Psalms 31 verse 15. My times are in thy hand. <laughs> Did you hear that? The writer says, look, Lord, my time are in your hand. My, my time is in your hand. You talking about you in good hands with all state. He says, my time is in your hand. The persistitudes of life, everything that's going on at my time is in your hand. And that's how you got to get this place. All has got to get Lord. I trust you. My time is in your hand. What you mean? My time. You have taken care of me like you did. Jeremiah from the womb, from even before you formed me in the belly, you've taken care of me from that point to now. I like to call it from the womb until now. God has taken care of us. And every year of your life, every year you have a birthday, every year you alive, 
You have to say to yourself, my time is in God's hands. My times, he says, are in your hand. And deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. He says, deliver me from those that uh, want to see my demise. They want to see my downfall. They want to see me not make it. They want to see me not come through. Deliver me from them. And and I want to tell you something. You got, you got to let God deliver you from the people. What do I mean by that? You got to be delivered from people's thoughts and what they think and how they look, their perception, all that stuff. You got to get delivered from because when you're walking in the time of God and when your time's in God's hand, sometimes God puts you where you 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 thought you, you you thought that that's where you want to be and God said no I got this over here for you and sometimes it it looks it's better and sometimes it's not as glamorous as what you thought it was going to be but God understand this when we start talking about the plan of God for our lives let me help you out and I'm done most of the times when we talk about the plan of God for our lives we're not talking about God's plan to use us. We're talking about God's plan for us personally. It's like in the world, there's a difference between a business account and a personal account. A personal account, you can do what you want to with it. That's your personal account. But you can't do as much with a business account as you can with a personal account, there are restrictions on it. And when we start talking about our times, it's talking about the plan of God. Most of the times, the reason we upset, because we, we're talking about our personal plans. But when you hear the Lord saying, trust my plans, trust me, trust my plans. He's not talking about your personal plans. You may get some personal things out of it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to it. You may get some personal things and benefits from it, but when we talk about the plan of God, we're talking about his plan that involves ministry, uh, and ministry does not mean in the pulpit. You could be a, a caretake, a caregiver. You could be someone that's, that's, that's uh, dealing with uh, you know, working and helping people and stuff like that. Maybe he just called you to help. You could be a help, not not necessarily got to have a mic in your hand. So when you start understanding that, then you start understanding this is really not about me per se. When they talk about the plan of God, this is about God's plan and God's ultimate goal. I'm going to say this, it's going it's to, it's going to pinch a little bit, but it's going to be all right. God's ultimate goal is his plans and not so much our happiness. Because understand, a lot of stuff God says, uh, you know, don't, don't do that. You, I'm not really concerned about you being as happy as you think. You're going to be happy, but the ultimate goal and the big picture is getting done what I've called you in this world to do. And if you follow that plan, you're going to get some benefits and some things going to come together. But I need you to understand that this is, um, these plans are business plans and not personal. <laughs> are y'all listening at this? These are, these are business plans. And not personal plans. Because if, they, if they're God's plans, then uh, you, you got to learn to trust him. I mean, you got to trust him with everything. Because sometimes the thing I, I, that gets us with God is he don't always tell us everything. And when he don't always tell us everything, we'd be like, Lord, can you tell me a little more? It's like when somebody says, I want to talk to you. But what, what do you want to talk about? Well, I'll tell you later. And that's how sometimes you're with God. And you're like, God, you ain't told me nothing. You just told me this. You showed me this. We went. And God said, I'm, I'm going to give it to you in due time. One reason I'm, you got to trust my plans is I got to give it to you when you're ready for it. And give it to you when you are mature for it. You don't give knives to babies. 
You don't give guns to kids. They just arrested a couple here. Uh, a grandmother and a mother, I think it was, uh, this week gave, uh, uh, I don't know if the baby died or whatever, but gave whiskey to a four-year-old. Who does that? Think about who who gives whiskey to a four-year-old? Who gives whiskey to a four-year-old? Let's see, so Sandra, can you disqualify ourselves? Um, God's plans are his plans. We can, I, I don't know so much if we disqualify ourselves as much as we move away from his plans and, and replace them with something we want to do. Because at the end of the day, when we read scripture, a lot of times we read scripture, there's so many people that should have been disqualified in the Bible and even today in the natural world. We see so many people that should be disqualified, including me, from everything that God had planned. And because he touched our hearts, loved us enough, and, and laid hands on us, he brought us back to the place that we're saying to ourselves. That's why sometimes you got people, they, they don't get, they will, they, they don't go through them changes because they understand and we understand, God, I, I should not be doing this. I messed up so bad that this is definitely not what I should be doing. It was, it, it was a mess up and I, I, Lord, I don't even feel worthy to do it. That's what David felt when he in Psalm 51. He said, Lord, I don't, I, I don't feel worthy to do this. Created me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. And God said, David, I'm going to still use you. And, and when people start saying, they disqualified, they can do this. Well, you need to stop reading the Psalms. Don't read no more David's writing. Don't read nothing else David put out. Drop it. Just leave it alone. Don't mess with it no more. Because do you, do you, do you do know his background, don't you? You do know his history. Just in case you, you forgot to read it. You do know his history, don't you? Oh, if, if don't read nothing else Peter said, because you do know his history. You know what he did around the fire. Don't, don't mess with that no more. Just, just don't mess with don't read nothing else Peter said. Don't tell me nothing else Peter said. Because <laughs> you do know his history. You know. So don't, don't say nothing else. Just leave that alone. Okay? Don't, don't tell me nothing else Paul said. Because you do know his history. How he persecuted the saints. I don't want to hear that. I don't care about him getting knocked off the beast. And I don't care about him going down and 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 getting touched and and the sight coming back. I don't care nothing about that. I don't care nothing about all the stuff he wrote. His history says that he's disqualified, and that's what we've got to get away from that because that's really God's call, and not so much ours. We preach and say restoration, but I wonder do we really believe it? It's one thing to say it. But it's another thing to practice it. I got to get out of here, y'all. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. I pray and trust that you have received and uh, got something from this. And I want to encourage you, trust God's plan for your life. I promise you, it's going to be all right. I promise you, it's going to be all right. God will take you to places that you've never been cause you to stand in places that you've never stood, cause you to minister and help people that you've never imagined you would help, cause people to lean on you that you never thought would lean on you when you trust God's plan. Let's stop looking and cheating. Now, I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done. I seriously am going to be done. Let's stop cheating. What do you mean cheating? You know how it is when you were in school and they gave you a test and they told you not to cheat. And sometimes you looked at somebody else's paper and copied their answers down. <laughs> and when you got your paper back, you had a big old F on your paper. And you was like, 
you know, I got this F. I thought, and but what happened was, instead of you trusting and, and getting the answers for yourself, you looked on somebody else's paper that didn't know any of the answers. And now both of y'all got an F. When I say stop cheating, stop looking at somebody else's blueprint trying to make your life work. Trust God's blueprint for your life. Trust his plans. And I guarantee you at the end of the day, you're going to be happy. All right, let's pray. I got to get out of here. Father, we thank you and we praise you tonight for this time of study. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you've spoken to us tonight. And God, here we are to trust you with your plan for our lives. God, we know that this is a day of distrust. People don't trust people. We know this is the day that people have been hurt. People have been disappointed. But God, help us tonight in our minds and our spirits, our emotions to trust your plan for our lives. We don't always know where we're going with your plans and how things will work out in that order. But God, if we trust you, we know that at the end of the day, our lives will be changed and people will be blessed and helped and things will never be the same. And not only, God, as we do your plan and your work and your will, but God will reap the benefits of obeying your voice and doing those things that you've called us to do. I pray tonight that somebody that's here in this Bible study and somebody that's watching later, God, I pray that you would touch them to the point, God, that as they uh, accept your plans for their life, God, and begin to move in that area, God, things are going to open up, doors are going to swing open. God, it's going to be something that they've never seen happen before because, God, your plans for us, your thoughts for us, uh, you got thoughts of peace and not of evil, and you're going to bring us to an expected end, that end of blessing, that end, God, that you're going to move for us in such ways that we can stand at the end of the day and say, Lord, I thank you. For that that I didn't even understand, that that I didn't even agree with, I thank you that I trusted you and thank you for where you brought me to. God, and if you do it and if you bless us, we'll give you praise. I pray that you bless our families, bless those connected to us. Let the plan of God be manifested in this year and we give your name glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's podcast with Dennis L. Martin Sr. If you would like to donate to the podcast with the Cash App, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have an awesome day.